You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahraven.com. Welcome to Grow, Cook, Eat, Arrange, the podcast of me, Sarah Raven, and usually my mate, Arthur Parkinson. But today, Arthur is actually here listening, but he's not going to be part of this chat because we do find a three-way conversation much more difficult without interrupting each other all the time. And I really wanted to chat to somebody who I admire very much called Willow Crosley, who is probably half my age or less, but I had a, as a lovely moment in my life about three years ago where I walked into a house that Willow had done the wedding for and the whole marquee and everything had gone. I'd seen the marquee. It was quite spectacular. But a lot of the flowers had come into the house and it was the weirdest thing because I walked into the kitchen and all over the table, it was as if I felt like Arthur and I had done the flowers, but we hadn't. (laughs) And it was the most lovely sort of thing where I just literally, it was this cavalcade of single stems of dahlias all the way down this massive, massive table. And it was just triumphant, beautiful, kind of joyful. It was stylish as well as being incredibly crazy colors and shapes and all these dahlias, like a lot of cactus dahlias, and then enough of the singles to get a good balance between the flower shapes and everything. Anyway, I just was blown away by it and how wonderful it looked. And I asked who'd done it and it turned out to be Willow. And so ever since then, she's very much been on my radar. And then I walked into a party of jam jar flowers who had this fantastic exhibition of pressed flowers in Gloucestershire at time uh, last summer. And there was this beautiful, lovely, delicate little fairy person, which was Willow. (laughs) (laughs) And, And we fell upon each other. That was very nice. And Arthur and her live very near each other, so they've become great friends. Anyway, enough of that, but that's the sort of context of how I met Willow. And um, hello, Willow, after all that rather long preamble. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) So tell us all a little bit of how you got into flowers. So good morning. Firstly, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so kind of honoured and excited to be with your your podcasters and you and your kind of garden. Everything is just such a huge inspiration to me. So I started in fashion really about 15 years ago, I went to London School of Fashion. I grew up in very rural Wales, which at the time I didn't really appreciate. And then fast forwarded to school and everything and university. And I wanted to be a fashion designer. Right. Always what I loved. I kind of grew up trying, drawing very bad drawings of pretty hideous clothes, but I kind of thought that's what I would do. My mum worked in fashion forever on magazines and I kind of thought I'd follow her footsteps and tried for a while and didn't get very far but I loved that kind of very creative beautiful kind of yeah beautiful world I guess mm. and I kind of, I didn't get that far in that world in the end and I'm jumping quite fast but I ended up moving to France oh, leaving okay. all that behind me and we lived me and my now husband we lived on a vineyard which mm. sounds very idyllic it was very idyllic and I spent a lot of time there kind of not having a job but trying to come up with ways to fill my time and to earn a living as well. Yeah. 
Where in France was it? It was in the south of France, okay. um, outside a town called Cogola. Right. And I used to spend a lot of time kind of finding these beautiful treasures and kind of they'd stack up on my desk and Charlie was like, what, what are you going to do with these things? And I never really knew. And I started just kind of covering notebooks and baskets and mm. ended up selling them in a, all the beach restaurants. Ah. And at the same time, writing about these. So kind of I'd write these blog after blog after blog. And my now agent, Claire, she had seen this blog and said, I can see this being turned into a book. Mm. So I then moved back to England, having had a first baby. And I wrote my first book, The Art of Handmade Living. And then after that, I wrote more books. So I've always loved writing as well. So kind of design and writing and that creating a hopefully beautiful thing. Yeah. And then at the end of my third book, which is called Inspire the Art of Living with Nature, I'd done a a whole chapter on flowers. And when I was writing that, it was one of those kind of, this is what I meant to be doing. This is what (gasps) made me so happy. And at that time I was doing... I was doing fashion, I was doing personal shopping, I was doing writing, I was doing interiors, and I wasn't doing any of it very well. So I was kind of feeling overwhelmed by it. And I decided to stop and just focus on the flowers. So right. Charlie gave me a course for my birthday, a, a five-day intensive course at the Common Garden Flower Academy, which oh. I loved. It was very... Um, formal. Formal, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lots of wiring and techniques yeah. and none of which I really do very well now at all, but it gave me those kind of basics and just the knowledge that I, this is, I felt this was like my calling. Yes. Um, Yes. And, and so, yeah, I stopped pretty much everything else and focused on flowers and on my great friends, Hattie Rickards, a jeweler was getting married and she asked me and my mum to do the flowers. So we did our first thing together. Haven't got a clue what we were doing. I mean, just literally plucking figures out of the sky of how many, it was June. Oh, yeah. And we did it and we (laughs) loved it. And I've kind of never looked back. So that's where my floristry started. But you don't, I mean, I know you said to me that you don't do so much event stuff now, do you? You do more teaching and design, really. Yeah. People say kind of, what's your job title? I find it really hard to to say what I do because I think because I get bored so quickly. I love that diversity of what I'm doing. So I do spend a lot of time designing. And I think, as I said to you, that's what makes me most happy, be it a flower arrangement or a massive kind of installation that will last for a few days or a wallpaper, or um, I've just done a clothing line with Bora. They're all so different and not particularly flower related. But I think that's what really gets me excited. And so a project like that, sort of like Brewer or your wallpaper one, mm. do you like have a sketchbook and so you're just putting ideas down all the time and then you approach them or had they followed your Instagram? And I mean, I'm sure actually one of the things I must mention is Willow's Sunday videos of her <laughs> arrangement of the week are incredibly sort of joyful and easy to follow. And she just films herself on her iPhone and posts whatever she's doing or whatever you know whatever she's got left over from an event or and they're fun and really I think enabling for people they they sort of make it look as if we can all do it I think that's a really important thing anyway sorry to butt in no not at all I think people enjoy those I started the videos in pretty much in lockdown yeah and they had such a kind of great reaction to people who were sending me the most lovely messages of 
And I think it's the fact that they're so accessible and yeah. that they're not kind of these huge grand arrangements that you might do for a wedding. They're kind of everyday yeah. bits. And they're, I just find, and I think you're the same, that it's so life enhancing having flowers in our lives and, and people often are terrified of them and they think, oh God, no, I can't do that. But they can. And having those messages saying, it really does make a difference to my life. I think that's what inspires me to keep going with those. I mean, I find, I'm sure they're the same as me, I'm incredibly busy. And so I find it's very easy to get, not sort of lazy, but just forget how enriching it is to ourselves. And so like I had some people to stay on Sunday night. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I was sort of slightly thinking, oh, I can't face cooking (laughs) supper and doing flowers in their room. But then, of course, once you've spent sort of two or three hours wandering around the garden on a Sunday afternoon, picking some things and then putting them in your friends' rooms. It's um, it's such a lovely process. Yeah. And just engaging with that whole thing of going out into the garden and rather than watching a film or even reading a book or, you know, you can go for a walk and just harvest a few things. And I just find that so grounding and so healthy for me. It, it just is so important to remember to sort of once a month at least to, to spend two or three hours just wandering and, and sort of a hundred percent. Yeah. And actually I find just like you saying how busy and this just life is so full on. I would love to be doing kind of Pilates classes and yoga and things, but I, yeah. I, I'm not able to organize myself enough to do it. But for me that going out into the garden, just picking something or just into the woods is that's my kind of switch off the meditation that kind of, I can feel that decompression exactly whilst yeah. you do it. So yeah, it doesn't need to be a huge grand thing. It's just like a few minutes, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. So back to how you develop your ideas and these things getting away from flowers and into wallpaper and into fashion and things. So each collaboration that I've done has been completely different. Right. The Brora one, Victoria, who is the owner, creative director yes. she of Brora, she wrote to me and said, I've got an idea. I'd love to do a collection with you I think our audiences would be mutually love it and it's very much a kind of I'm inspired by tiny things such as a shape of a block print or a color Mm. or two colors together it Mm. there's no I never have a kind of rule of where I'm going to go I I have no idea and I'm not very good at coming up with ideas kind of on the spot it's something that I'd spend weeks and weeks kind of dreaming over it or kind of in my car where I seem to live and yeah. these ideas just come up and then that's a kind of starting point mm. and will develop and you go back and forth between the client or me and vice versa. And it's a very much an ongoing kind of, they they take about a year each really. Yeah. And often they're, they, you kind of start at the one point and then go miles off on another tangent, and but you always come back to the beginning. And isn't learning. that so funny yeah. how that really so often happens, isn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. no, I you, just love that. Wasted an entire year of work and then <laughs> you know. just go back to square one. Yeah. And which is your favourite season? I mean, for inspiration for whether it fashion wallpapers or flowers, which is your favourite m- moment in the year? May, 100%. Is it? May, June. Oh, that's yeah. great. So now. Now, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solomon Seal, mm. I, I bore myself how many times I say this, but I'm completely and utterly obsessed with it. And it's that yeah. kind of three-week window. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's the most beautiful, those tiny little drippy bells and yes. that kind of curving yeah, stem. Yeah, curving arch. I, I just love it. I, I try really unsuccessfully to grow it at home, but my parents live in Wales and they have these kind of banks of it with ferns mm. laid underneath and it's just 
Yeah. It just can't even describe the kind of joy it brings me. Yes, I spend yeah. a lot of time kind of on my knees, just staring at them, taking yes. photos of them and just worshipping the Solomon seal. You know, it's that fresh green at that time of year. I always think of beach when it comes out and it's yep. that Granny Smith green, you yes, know, that vibrancy. Exactly. And mixing that with the Solomon seal tulips, the kind of really chunky tulips, yeah. the foxgloves, yeah. blossom. I, I did yes. a party in... Um, loft studios in Kensal and under a couple of Mays ago and I've got these big star urns they're kind of covered in gold stars and it was for 50th I think and I just filled it with the most incredible pink and white blossom boughs and all those things I've just listed and uh, I can still it's that feeling of when you look at something and it just makes your heart sing it was yes. just that's yeah. my kind of my dream if I th- think of flowers that's my my happy ones. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. And actually, I know from following you that you do this thing, which I never really have done, but I want to copy you, which is you (laughs) manipulate your tulips. So if a tulip, even if it's like a lily flower variety, like ballerina or something, Mm. you, you sort of manipulate them to open and then you almost bend the petals. So it becomes like a huge saucer, like it would when it's almost shot. Mm. You do that, don't you? Yeah. So it's called, I didn't invent it at all. Okay. (laughs) It's been, it's been around for a long time. It's called reflexing apparently. Okay. And it's just, you just click the petals kind of outwards. And if you have really beautiful tulips, they kind of, I find you know, those big chunky varieties. Yeah. I find they open so well and they don't need any help. But okay. if you can only get a kind of, you know, those little three pound bunches from Tesco's or whatever, it's yes. they just transform into something complete a different species when you when you do that. They become kind of three times the size and <gasps> Yes. And I think it's that mix of doing half of them rather than doing them all and then they all look like kind of flat saucers. But it's yeah, that yes. mix creating different shapes. Yeah, it's, it's such a good trick. And um, in the night, do they close down again and you have to redo it? No, they're just set no, in No, they that. pretty much stay. If you do it too early on in their life, they don't like it. Okay. And with some varieties, they snap off. Yes, I so can imagine. So it's a kind of trial and error okay. game. It's a gentle massage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, there you are, you see. I, I, that's what I love about our jobs and our work in horticulture is you learn something every day every day no you never stop I remember reading um, you writing about that and and then playing with it a bit and it just makes them into as you say three times the size yeah <laughs> so you need to pick much less to get to get exactly um, it's so a really much, good party trick <laughs> yeah so much impact and then I know you also adore the dahlia and we uh, we probably mm. should just touch on dahlias <gasps> so which, which are your are your favorite dahlias so I'm always drawn, kind of with the tulips as well, drawn to the really crazy, the kind of the stripy tartan, I think is probably my favourite if I uh, had yeah. to pick. Yeah. Santa Claus. Oh. I was introduced to Santa Claus by the Land Gardeners, by Bridget and Henrietta. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. Who, I mean, they, they're they responsible, I think, really for introducing me to a whole other species of flowers, which yeah. before seeing their creations, I didn't. I don't know, they're just such a completely different species. But so, yeah, they introduced me to these enormous yes. dinner plates and that the Santa Claus mixed with Thomas Edison, I think is uh, one of my favourite combinations. Yeah. And I love mixing that with Tom and Tosum pelagonium uh, leaf. Yes, that kind of, I love Tom and Tosum. Again, that apple green vibrancy. Yeah. Bishop of Dover. Uh, yes. Yeah. I love. Um, Honka, fragile. Yes, lovely. 
So your palette is very, it is quite calm, isn't it? It's quite, not pastel, but it is quite unsaturated. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so with a kind of quite strong kind of, you know, that Ribena color attached in quite a lot. I love putting a very small splash of orange into things, no matter what the season is. So kind of now tulips. Yeah. Dahlias. I just think it really lifts a splash of orange or white. And and um, just back to tulips, and I'm sorry, we're jumping around a bit, everyone, but um, maybe top five tulips? Is is that a really mean thing to, to put yes, you on the spot? Yes, it's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the stripy ones. Okay. I never know how to say her surname properly, but Estella van Rijnveld. Yes, How yeah. do you pronounce her? Yeah, is that right? Very good. I think that's absolutely spot on. Flaming Club. Oh, I don't know Flaming Club. So just to explain to everyone, Estella Reinfeldt is... Um, is a parrot which is like raspberry ripple and it's crazy red on white and it's it's interesting that it's one of those ones that is a cliche but marmite in that you either love it or you hate it and it's really coming back into fashion because it's very ott it's not modest but it's um, (laughs) definitely not modest (laughs) and and sorry next one yes sorry okay so stella raspberry ripple Ah. And then I love spring green and flaming spring green. Yes, yes, yeah. And Chinatown. Yes, yeah. The Viridifloras. Yeah. Yeah. The Viridiflora is my favorite shape, I think, by far. Yeah. And so do you reflex those? Spring green, do you reflex? No. No, I don't. They don't actually like being reflexed. Okay, that's good. It's more that kind of cup shape. Yeah. Which I'm. I know I should know the proper name of them. (laughs) Well, there are lots of different ones like the Triumphs and things, but. Yeah. Yeah. I love the black parrot. Oh, yes. With the kind of green stripe running through. Yes. Yeah. 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 And who else is there? Doll's Minuet, I love. Yes. That's a great one, isn't it? Because it's, it, it, and it's very perennial, Doll's Minuet, actually. We've, yeah. I've got it coming up in the garden 15 years on. But, and do you have a garden where you're picking stuff? And, and do you have a cut flower kind of area? Or are you mainly sourcing elsewhere? I'm mostly sourcing elsewhere. I do have my own area, but it contends with three small boys and all their footballs. And so that's not a lot (laughs) left over. But I try and source as locally as I can from kind of March till October time. Mm. And I've got some really great growers. I find in lockdown, so many people quit their jobs and became growers, which is great for us as florists. Yeah, very much. But no, we're really lucky around here with who we've got. So, yeah. And then um, you're also teaching. So will you will you tell us a little bit about your teaching? Yeah. I started them a couple of years ago, these great workshop days where we, we have about 20 people and they come first thing in the morning. And I work with a friend of mine who is a wonderful chef called Matilda Carr. Mm. And I mean, her food is so beautiful. You almost don't want to eat it. It's kind of covered in flowers. And mm. everyone comes and we have tea and cake. And then I teach. So, for example, we've got tulip days and we do daily days. So... We yeah. talk about tulips and how they behave, and I do lots of arrangements. Then they go and have lunch, and and then they come back, and I've got these kind of huge buckets of flowers for everyone, and and then I go around teaching them how to do it and answering all their questions. And it's yeah. just a, I think after the last few years, people are just so happy a to be out of the house and just yes. doing something, yeah, in nature and for themselves, and they're just really special happy days I love them yeah 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 and just being able to share things I I learn along the way I I really enjoy it and I do lots with Dalesford oh in Dalesford and you're in you live in Gloucestershire don't you so you have your own 
workshops in Gloucestershire. Oxfordshire. Yeah. yeah. Oxfordshire, yeah. I yeah. kind of do them at locations. And I've got um, some coming out at, with Matthew Rice oh, yes, in a couple right. of weeks. Yeah. And one with you. So, yeah, yeah no, lots of so different. so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Willow's coming to us to pick from the garden. <laughs> so that'll be good. Good. Um, and sort of future plans. What, what, what are you dreaming of? What are your kind of new creative, both flowers and, and other things for the future? So flower-wise, I always love crazy jobs so kind of a crazy booth so for example we had Chelsea in Bloom which was this year it's in September yes um, of course. and I did um yeah tr- which I think you saw the the train I made for Ralph Lauren yes incredible. things like that I that's what I love so I'm working on something hopefully for that so yeah lots more workshops I want to travel I'm doing some work in America mm. um, which is another collaboration and I think the collaborations are what I really love, be it florally or design-wise. So I'd love to do jewellery. I'd love to do more fashion. Mm. Very into it. Interiors, so kind of paint lines and things like that. Yeah. I've got my, I'm developing my shop a lot more and designing lots of product, which I do kind of vases and things now, but I'm trying to grow yeah. that. I want to write good. another book. Yeah, good. So, um, yeah, it's just finding the time to yeah, yeah. get them all in. You know how it is. And forever the question uh, between two women, in a way, how do you manage your work-life balance? I mean, maybe we might finish with this because perhaps you'll have a secret for all of us. Oh, my God, um, no. <laughs> no. So are you doing like 12-hour days? Yeah. Seven days a week? Yeah. So when it's really full on, I'll get up before the boys do a couple of hours at school and then yeah it's a constant juggle and I wish so if anyone's listening who has the answer please let me know <laughs> yeah um, I'm terrible at planning I need to kind of organize my time better but I find you can't really switch on you know there's times when you're feeling really creative and really inspired they don't often correlate to when you have your free time yeah of course yeah in the car that's what you say in the car yeah, in the car <laughs> um and walking so yes. those are my best ideas time do you have a dictaphone in the car my my husband adam has taught me to have a dictaphone in the car which because you can't take notes when you're driving no (laughs) um but but you can actually talk really easily into a dictaphone so you can just put it on and and then you know all your best ideas can be recorded it's just a question of whether you ever go back and listen to them again but funnily enough what i find is if i've actually recorded an idea in a way it's like writing it down it, it it makes it stick better than just like another idea coming in and crowding it out yeah no I have notebooks everywhere so I have one by my bed which is you know as you get into bed I always think that's the they always come to be then yeah. but my children are quite good now at dictating so often on the school run in the morning I'm much better in the morning ah. I'm up post 4 p.m I can't string a sentence together yes yeah, so I'm definitely an early bird yeah and Wolf my oldest is very good now at sending me an email while I'm driving because I say can you make me do this 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 oh, this, this. And he sends it off so he's a really good PA <laughs> how old is he he is 12 okay oh, nice. um so Great. um yeah no special magic tricks just a lot of a lot of notes yeah. A lot of lists. Good. Oh, well, it's so lovely to talk to you. And I'm going to see you later on in the summer at Perchill. And thank you so much for chatting. And everybody do follow Willow on Instagram. And of course, all her books are available, but there will be another one at some point. So thank you, Willow. Lovely to chat. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Really lovely to speak. Yeah. See you. See you soon. See you in the summer. Bye. Can't wait. Bye. Well, what a wonderful podcast to listen to, two incredible 
flower women, two of my favourite florists. Next time you're listening to us, I will be back with Sarah and we will be talking about potted dahlias for instant glamour and impact that you can slot into your garden if you've missed the boat of planting your own tubers up for this summer. So join me and Sarah then. You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahoven.com.